Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grant, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi guys, my name is Nikki Papayuanu and this is Superstar PR. I'm the CEO and founder of a Toronto boutique PR agency called Nikki Inc. And I've promised you some really interesting guests and these are people who impact, you know, the world of entertainment as we know it. And it's not always the obvious ones. And that's what I pride myself on bringing you because they're super interesting people. Today, I'm honored to have this guest on Superstar PR because she's a full-time teacher. She's the founder of Startup Fashion Week across Canada, and this is a nonprofit that's pretty much exploded over the past five years. She's a super busy lady, and I often joke that she wears a cape under her sweater. And so I want to introduce you all to Jody. Jody, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Well, you know what? It's always exciting to interview you when you have a minute to breathe. And because <laughs> for busy. sure. And you know, to our audience, I want to really give them an idea of how busy you are and with what you do. And let's let's start by talking about the beginning. You know, you're a teacher and you started Startup Fashion Week. But how did you end up starting Startup Fashion Week? So it's a it's it wasn't just one decision that led to this. It was a culminating, um, I guess, of all kinds of experiences that led up to coming to a decision where I wanted to pivot and launch a fashion week to support startups. So I guess um, it all kind of began about eight years ago. I had launched a fashion startup myself. It was a fashion tech startup. It was a platform where people could resell clothing from their closets to, um, yeah, it was, it was a, pl- a web platform where people could resell clothing from their closets, kind of like a Kijiji, but really specifically only for fashion listings. And um, I worked very hard at trying to launch that business for about three years. And I was even part of a, an accelerator program here in Toronto where I learned a lot about business and um, was hoping to get investment at that time. But unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that way. So um, I started actually hosting events to get awareness, to bring awareness to people in the city of Toronto about my startup because we had such a limited budget for marketing and, you know, trying to get traffic onto a website is not as easy as a lot of people may, might assume. And so I wanted to really create uh, brand awareness within my own city um, to try to get that traffic on there. So I would host monthly events and, um, you know, I would host a variety of different types of events. One of them was called Fashion in the Digital World because there was a lot of other really talented and creative minds in our city putting together interesting startups um, where they were merging fashion and technology. And we all had the same problem where it was really just a struggle about 
creating that brand awareness and getting traffic onto our apps or onto our websites. So I wanted to create this event platform to bring awareness to all these cool things that were happening in our city and really put the spotlight onto these small businesses. So that event actually um, was quite successful. The first time I hosted it, we had about 60 people come out. And um, by the fourth time I hosted it, I did it twice a year. And um, by the fourth time I hosted it, um, we had an audience of about 200 people coming out. So I knew I was onto something really interesting. And um, I decided that because my startup wasn't actually growing um, at a rate where I was seeing what I thought was success, I decided to pivot and really look at what was working. And what was working was that one event where I had created this interesting community, bringing people from the fashion world together with people from the tech ecosystem. So I decided to actually put together a fashion week that was a little bit disruptive in terms of its concept and in terms of its business model and create a fashion week that was supporting all the underdogs and and the small businesses who were trying to break into the industry but were finding all kinds of challenges in terms of, you know, getting opportunities, getting visibility, getting, you know, some good media coverage and that sort of thing. So so that's where it all kind of started, and it was launched in 2014 here in Toronto, um, and we've grown quite a bit since then. So it, it's been a very interesting journey, and um, you know, all all good things come from not just one you know idea or one decision, and sometimes it's never planned either. So it, it definitely wasn't what I had set out to do, but it's kind of what is working. <laughs> It's really interesting that you say that because we've had a few podcast guests talk about just being comfortable with a pivot, just rolling with a pivot and being okay, accepting something's working really well. And I have to congratulate you because I've seen the evolution of Startup Fashion Week and I saw your Montreal showcase in 2018. 2018. Yeah. And that was huge. Yeah, it was amazing. And I said kudos to Jody and her team because this is huge right now. And I know Vancouver has been scratching at the door and saying, we want you here. And, you know, do you have some plans to head over to Vancouver? We do. So like you mentioned, we, we've been here in Toronto since 2014, every October. Um, last year, we also launched our fashion week in Montreal in June. So this year, we're going to be actually in three cities, which is pretty exciting. We're the, um, first ever fashion week to be multi-city fashion week, which is again, you know, fairly disruptive, um, and different from the old traditional model of a fashion week where you're located just in one city. And so this year, we're going to be again in Montreal from July 2nd to 5th. Um, we're going to be hosting our first event ever in Vancouver. It'll just be a one-day event. It's a preview party, and that'll be taking place on August 15th. And then, of course, in Toronto, we'll be back in October. So it's going to be an interesting and busy year, that's for sure. Well, yeah, you know what? That leads me to my next question. How do you juggle all of this, Jody? <laughs> You're a full-time teacher. Do you sleep? 
<laughs> not very much. <laughs> yeah. So I do teach high school, um, during the school year, during the day. Um, so all of this really is done on my, you know, time off on in my evenings as well as weekends. And of course, you know, I get the summer off. So that's an advantage for me in terms of event planning and, and putting everything together. Um, because otherwise there's no way I could possibly do this. So I'm very lucky to be in that position where I have the time, um, to be able to balance both. It's not easy, that's for sure. Um, but you know, it works and it's been working. I can say that it's definitely easier to be a high school teacher and to be an event producer than what it was, believe it or not, um, when I had my startup. Because, you know, when you're running a business like that, it does require your attention 24 hours a day. Whereas with event planning, um, you know, you have timelines and deadlines to work with. So it's a little bit easier to manage both. I definitely understand the struggle, though, of what startups go through because it is very common for a lot of entrepreneurs to have a have a job and then a side hustle, and that's kind of how most people get their businesses off the ground so that they have you know an income of some sort. So, so I guess that's why I can relate to all the businesses that we're supporting because I'm I myself am going through the same motions that they are in terms of you know that work life balance and and trying to figure it all out. You know what? It's a, I think it's a balance we're all trying to yeah. figure out. So kudos to you, Jody, because, you know, when you figure it out, please come back and interview with us about that. And now <laughs> there is a fashion trend that I know you've mentioned to me before you really see taking off, but maybe you could let our listeners know. What have you seen, um, you know, come out of 2018, 2019 in the fashion landscape that maybe is different than what you've seen before? Um. Wow. So there's... I would say that one of the things we paid attention to um, in 2018 was um, the notion of gender and fashion and how a lot of brands are trying to approach that because... Um, you know, it's a it's a very sensitive topic, but um, certainly one that a lot of people are paying more attention to. So we definitely were, um, you know, uh, looking at, you know, designers uh, who are paying attention to um, not just creating a unisex clothing line, but also genderless fashion as well. So um, there is a difference, right? There's designers who create both men's and women's looks, but now there's also designers who are creating genderless fashion um, where it can be worn by any gender. So that's something that we really noticed um, last year was becoming uh, more common and not just with local designers, but also with bigger brands. They're trying to figure that out as well. So so it's something that I'm still interested in uh, you know, exploring and supporting as well because I think a lot of things are changing and um, um, so it's a, it's a very interesting concept. And we also hosted a, a gender and fashion forum in, uh, during Startup Fashion Week in Toronto, where we had, um, you know, a panel of different people from the industry, um, in makeup as well as, um, fashion. We also had a drag queen and we also had a hairstylist. So it was very interesting to see how, you know, from different perspectives of the industry, how, you know, gender is becoming such a, not just a hot topic, but such a, um, a challenge. And we're trying to all figure out solutions in terms of how to educate people on, um, you know, what, how gender identity can be, you know, addressed in this world, in this crazy world of fashion. You know what? You actually had a brand showcase in Toronto for the 2018 event. 
I don't know if I say them right. Um, Agilisel? Yes. Actually, they're a Greek brand. And <laughs> funnily enough, Amazing. I know. So um, uh, I believe is Agisilo. Oh, Agisilo. Okay. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> Does that sound right? Um, so yeah, we had a designer. He was from Toronto um, and his name is CeeLo actually. So he was one of our participants that showcased in Montreal. He's a recent graduate from college, and um, I believe he was from George Brown. So he was actually a participant in our Montreal event. And at that event, he met one of our other participants that did a tech startup, and um, they actually ended up collaborating for our Toronto event in October. The tech startup was... um, tap to tag. They've actually gone through some rebranding, I believe. But um, at the time, they were um, showcasing some interesting wearable tech devices um, that keep people connected um, through, you know, accessories and that sort of thing. But then they decided to collaborate together and um, tap to tag actually developed a device that could be used to authenticate um, different apparel. Um, because, you know, um, the issue of fraud and and that sort of thing is such a big problem in the world of fashion, especially with luxury brands. So they came up with a way to be able to authenticate uh, certain apparel brands by using technology embedded into the, the apparel itself. So they did actually a collaboration together for our Toronto runway show. So that worked out really, really well. And it was interesting to see how these two brands could come together and create something really interesting. Well, you know, it's a good point you made, Jody, because I think that it's such an underutilized form of marketing where brands that can complement each other um, and partner can go so much further with the right communication strategy than brands separately. Definitely. Just like people can go further together, brands can go further together, especially if they find a complementary partnership, you know, something interesting. That's so interesting to me. Now, I, I, you know, I wanted to ask you because I saw how busy you were during Startup Fashion Week. <laughs> what are some of the struggles and what is some of the behind the scenes of being the founder of Startup Fashion Week? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of challenging um, parts. You have to remember that as an event producer of a Fashion Week, I'm working with so many personalities. We have our designers, of course, um, and of course, they have very specific goals in mind and, you know, for some of them, this is their first fashion event they've ever participated in. So their anxiety levels are pretty high in some cases. And, you know, I'm also working with a lot of models, again, many that have never actually done a show like this before. Um, I'm also working with a lot of photographers and media personalities. Um, you know, we have volunteers. There's just a lot of moving parts to putting an event like this together. Of course, also our sponsors and then, you know, our, our venue partners. Um, there's just so many people that you have to work with. And so being an executive producer, I guess the most challenging part is making sure everybody is happy and, and making sure everybody feels valued at the end of the day. Um, because everybody has a different goal and a different uh, motivation for being part of an event like this. So you really just have to be able to tune into what might be the motivating factor for each and every person and making sure that they feel valued and, and that they got something out of 
benefit um, from being part of it. And, um, you know, it's not easy to do, um, but that's really, at the end of the day, what my role is, is to make sure everybody is happy with the end result and uh, that we all put something, you know, worthwhile together and uh, so that everybody could benefit. No, I mean, that's something I really notice in how you approach this, which is why you've had all your volunteers stay with you for years. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to ask you, because I've seen, you know, the trajectory, I've seen the growth and how quickly this has all gone for you. What are you, what do you still want to achieve for Startup Fashion Week? And, you know, what are the future plans? What are things that you're like daydreaming about? So I get asked that question all the time. And what I've learned about business is really, it's great to have goals and to set goals. But um, I think the most important lesson that I've learned is to allow your business to grow and change organically. Um, and and that way you're not closing doors um, on yourself and on opportunities that you may not have had the foresight to think about. Um, you know, at first my intent with Startup Fashion Week was to really have an opportunity here in Toronto that, um, was, you know, giving startups, uh, community to give them a community where they felt, um, you know, accepted and where they felt that they were going to get recognition because it is really difficult for new businesses to have that kind of a platform. I did have the idea of growing into other cities, but I really had no idea what direction to go. It was interesting how that all came about. Um, about three years ago, I decided to go and host events in Ottawa and Montreal, and they were just one-day networking events. And the intent there was to actually get more people to come to Toronto um, because I really started to see that we were getting, we were attracting a lot of people from outside of our city um, coming into Toronto for our events. So I thought, oh, it would be a great idea to go out to Ottawa and Montreal and and inform more people and, you know, encourage them to come and be part of our community here. But what I learned was, um, particularly when we went to Montreal, the people in Montreal embraced our concept uh, very well, and they really, really, really wanted us to go there. So it really surprised me, and it's not what I was planning to do necessarily at that time. Um, But once I heard that kind of feedback, I thought, well, maybe I should shift my perspective and maybe I should test the waters out to see how successful it might be if we decided to grow and, and launch something outside of Toronto. Um, and so we hosted another event in Montreal to um, kind of do a little more research with a different mindset. And we determined that it would be actually a great idea to launch something out there. And so that's how we grew outside of Toronto um, by doing, you know, market research really. And uh, seeing that that's what people wanted. So it's hard to really determine where we where we'll be in five years um, because I'm really just going with the flow. I've had a lot of interest from year one in in hosting Startup Fashion Week in other countries even, um, which is exciting. I've had a lot of interest, but it takes time and resources. And, you know, what I've learned in business also is to start slow and start small so that you give yourself the opportunity to grow um, at the right time and the right place. Um, so who knows where we'll be? I have no idea. You know what? That's a really cool answer because... Um, while I do believe in having a strategy, I believe sometimes the universe just knows better and you just got to go with it. And I've seen what happened with Startup Fashion Week and I'm like, 
kudos. I have so much respect for it. Now, let me ask you, one of my last questions is, do you have any advice you give new designers that you could share with our listeners? So advice that I'd give new designers or new businesses, new entrepreneurs is um, there's so much advice I could give them. Um, first of all, you have to surround yourself with people that you trust and people who are supporting your vision. It's really important to have mentors, um, you know, and to also mentor others. And it's a, it's a really good lifelong learning approach, in my opinion, to be surrounded by people that you can learn from. Um, and they could either be people who are experts in certain areas that maybe you're not quite an expert in where you can learn from them. But also other advice is, you know, to say yes to opportunities. And a lot of designers, I feel, are very um, close-minded sometimes in terms of, uh, you know, different opportunities that are available. And I think it's important to say yes. Um, obviously, within reason, you have to evaluate, you know, the benefits of every opportunity that is presented to you, but be open-minded. And, um, you know, the most amazing thing that I've learned is by saying yes and by participating in opportunities where you step outside your comfort zone, more opportunities come from that. And that's what you have to realize is that, you know, um, when you're building a business, you definitely have to step outside your comfort zone a lot. Um, and so you just have to be, you just have to be aware of that and you have to accept that. And, um, you know, it's amazing the people that you meet, even just from five minute conversation when you're networking, um, you know, the amazing thing that can come out of that discussion or conversation uh, can take you really far. And it's, it's, it's just kind of incredible. So put yourself out there, say yes to opportunities and definitely mentor and, and allow yourself to be mentored by experts. Ooh, really good advice. Well, Jody, um, I wanted I wanted the audience to actually find you now because I think you share amazing content. So, can you share your favorite place to be found, whether it's Instagram, uh, Facebook, or Twitter? How yeah, do they find you? Definitely. So, um, Instagram is what we use a lot for our our you know digital marketing. So. Um, people can find us. We have three Instagram handles now. So you can find us at Startup Fashion Week, uh, as well as at SFW Montreal and at SFW Vancouver. Those are all of our Instagram accounts. And of course, our website is startupfashionweek.com. Awesome. Well, you know what? You're somebody that's doing some really cool things. And I'm so excited to see what happens this year with Startup Fashion Week, because I think you've reached a tipping point. You know, you had a sold out show last year in Toronto and yes, I don't know yeah. anybody else who sells out a show in Toronto. So kudos to you, Jody. Thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this interview today and joining us on Superstar P and we want you to keep shining. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.nikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.